Welcome to the Case by Case Basis podcast. We don't always agree with black people or white people, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay and straight. We just take the information that we have been given, look at it, evaluate it, make a decision on how we feel about it on a case by case basis because that's what we think everyone should do. Let's talk about the term toxic masculinity. It's been in our language, I would say, for the past what? I mean, they say they came up with the term over 50 years ago, but I just started hearing it, I would say, more and more often, probably within the last 10 to 15 years in our society. And when I first heard it, it kind of struck me. And when I first heard it, I took offense to it. Now, you know, some of the things that that women were saying and, and people were saying about men in our society, or a lot of men in our society, I was just like, okay, maybe that action can be uh, toxic, but I don't think you should ever put toxic and masculinity in the same sentence or, 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 or you, should, you should ever put it together. To me, it's an oxymoron. I don't think you can be truly masculine and toxic. Because if you're, if you're masculine and you're a man, then a lot of things that people consider toxic, you just won't participate in. So these were toxic people. This, this had nothing to do with being an example of toxic masculinity. Because a man who's secure in his masculinity won't even think about doing some of these things. But then I took the liberty. I, I just said, you know what? I'm going to Google examples of toxic masculinity just to see what they're talking about, just to see what they deem to be this tox- this, to- this this male toxicity, you know, masculine masculinity being toxic. And the first thing that popped up was being stoic. And I said, sto- wait a minute, being stoic. Now, for people that don't know, The definition of stoic is a person who can endure pain or hardship without showing their feelings or complaining. When did that become toxic? This is what men do. That's that's not toxic masculinity. That's true masculinity. Because look, I don't I've never seen a society where people want to see a complaining man. If you want to see a lot of women get upset in our society, and these are not feminine, these are not women who are against society. A lot of feminists, they may not say it, they may not agree because they have to stick to the to the script. A lot of feminists, they, no, they don't want to see a complaining man. They, they, they do not want to see a man. Well, damn, I was looking for a job all day and nobody wanted to hire me. And I was out there all day. My, my feet hurt. And oh, my God, I got to do this. Oh, I got to get up and go to this work. No, 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 no. People, yo, dude, hey, that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do as a man. You get up every day and you're stoic. If you're, if you're in pain, look, you don't have to let the world know you're in pain. Now, I'm not saying you, that, that you shouldn't go to therapy or something like that. I mean, in, in, in this new age, yeah, you know, men can express their feelings and things like that. But if you, but you're constantly doing it, sometimes you just have to be stoic. Most times, I would say, as a man, look, no, no, because nobody wants to hear it, and I don't want to do it. I don't want to put my problems on you. 
My problems are my problems. My problems in my house and my problems in my house. And I have to take care of it. I take it on me to take care of those problems. Especially if I cause them. So being so being stoic, that's an example of toxic masculinity. Come on. I mean, look, what you're not even making us into what was perceived to be women back then. You're making us into children. Children do that. Mommy, I I I lost my toy. Mommy, I can't find my socks. Mommy, I can't. No. You're not crying to mommy. Situation needs to be handled. You need to go handle it. And you don't need to complain about how you get it done. Just get it done. And nobody wants to hear your problems. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, newer generation. And I'm sorry, people who have uh, uh, adopted this way of thinking. But look, hey. I'm sorry. If you want to call me toxic, call me toxic. By the end of this episode, a lot of people are going to probably be calling me toxic. And that's fine. That's fine. Because no. Nobody wants to hear that. And neither do I. So if that's an example of toxic masculinity. I will be toxic all day. Another example that they came up was being promiscuous is an example of toxic masculinity. This is okay. Look. Women always have always told men, look, well, I, you know, you shouldn't be with all these women and things like this and whatever, whatever, whatever it was. And I'm, I'm just going to tell the truth on this episode. Look, I believe I believe this. Men have a need to spread their seed. Is it right? No. Society says you're not supposed to do that. OK, that's fine. But a, a, a man, I believe, has a need to spread his seed. He wants to spread his seed. He does. And you have a lot of societies where it's not promiscuity. You just go out and, you know, there are policies in place where, you know, you can just have more than one wife. That's just that's just the way it is in, in, in different societies. So should he go out and just have sex with every single woman that he encounters? No, that's nasty. That's disgusting. That's dangerous. But here's the crazy thing about this. Somehow in today's society, a man being promiscuous is seen as toxic. A woman being promiscuous is seen by a lot of people as exploring her, exploring her sexuality. So, yeah, we did have a double standard and we and, and we still do. We still do. that that's out there. I don't believe that's toxic. I think that's just that's just the way things are. And society says that you're not supposed to do that. Now, I don't think a man should go out cheating on his wife and it's that and the other. But, you know, people going clubbing and stuff like that or when, when they're young and they're doing things. Hey, to each his own. I'm, I wouldn't call it toxic. I just say, hey, he's doing his thing. She's doing her thing. But if you're going to go out there and do your thing like that. And then you meet a woman, all of a sudden, you know, you want a woman to be a darn near virgin. Hey, that's just what it is. But I, I wouldn't call being promiscuous a, a trait of toxic masculinity. That's just a guy who's doing something that maybe society looks down on. That's it. You know, and like I said, I'm going to be toxic. I'm called toxic by the end of this episode. So I'm not going to, you know... Championing heterosexuality 
as an unadulterated norm. I don't think that one should look down on their way of life. If I'm a heterosexual, yeah, I'm going to champion heterosexuality, just like homosexuals champion homosexuality. Okay, they say, this is me. This is who I am. You know, I, I, this man's attracted to this man. This woman's attracted to this woman. These people want to be trans. They want, look, uh, a man, man's man, masculine man, he may not agree with the homosexuality, the homosexual lifestyle. He may not, but he's going to leave you alone. Yo, that's you. Hey, you want to do that? That's fine. But hey, my lifestyle, I believe, is the best for me. I don't think that's toxic. I believe that's just a man living his life. And again, we're getting in today's society. Homosexuals can run around and say, hey, you know, I'm homosexual. I'm gay. I'm getting married to my to, to my man. I'm getting married to my woman. And this, and, and they, they can do all that. As soon as a heterosexual says, you know what? Damn, I think my lifestyle is great. Oh, no, 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 no. That's 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 toxic. You can't say that. No, it's not the way it works. And I understand people are going to say, well, we've had a double standard for years. Well, if you don't want the double standard and you want to be equal, then, then equal means equal. If you can if you can champion your lifestyle, I can champion mine. That's just it. So. And another example they came up with was being violent. OK. <laughs> I don't think that's toxic masculinity, neither. Being violent just means you're violent. It has nothing to do with your masculinity. Because look, a masculine man doesn't have to be violent. A masculine man will be violent if you cause him to be violent. Now, if you have people that is out there that's, that's, that's just inherently violent because of situations that happened in their life, I don't think that has anything to do with their masculinity. That has to do with experiences. He's not being uh, a, 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 tox- a toxic man. If he's going out there, he's doing whether he's uh, just just beating people up or getting in fights or slapping up women and stuff like that. That's not masculinity. That's toxic. That's criminal. That's violent. But it has nothing to do with his masculinity. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, A man will become violent if he has to. I said, I'm going to repeat that again. A man will become violent if he if, if he has to. So being violent in itself is not toxic. Masculine. It's, it's not toxic at all. Sometimes you you have to be violent to, to, to be a protector. You try to do it with peace, but when peace doesn't work, you have to go to the next level. And that's the next level. I'm not talking about and, and, and I, I know I give sometimes I give these arguments out there because I know it's going to come up and I, I got to try to head them off at the past. I'm not talking about coming home, slapping up your wife. I'm not talking about that. That's not a, that, that's not masculine. That's not a man. That's a boy who has to come out and, 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 and show his emotions through violence. No. You come home or you or you enter a situation. You say what you got to say. And if you and, and if, if 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 the the atmosphere is not what you want, you either change it or you get out of it. You say, look, okay, look, this is a situation that I can't change. Okay, you know, I'm going to excuse myself from this, but I'm not going to get violent. Now, if I see violence coming, and I'm not saying somebody has to strike first, 
I used to tell my nieces and nephews all the time, hey, look, if, if you feel like you're in danger or if you feel like you're about to be hit, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it has to be a strong. I mean, th- there has to be a, a threat there, but you don't have to be waiting to get hit first. I'm not saying that. If you feel that there's an inherent danger or there is a great possibility that you're about to be harmed. Oh, yes. Strike to get out of that, to get out of that situation. If you have to strike, you have to strike. But is that violence? Yes. Is it toxic? No. You have to get yourself out of the situation so you can get your, so you can get to the next situation. Period. So these things, I mean, just look, can they be deemed uh, toxic? Yes, it's not toxic masculinity. And that's and what I'm trying to explain in this episode today is toxic masculinity is basically an oxymoron. If you're toxic, then nine times out of ten, you're not masculine. You're something else. But it's not masculine. The next one was being dominant. And I have to read what they said under being dominant. It says to be preoccupied with power and dominance to a point that it causes harm to others, such as verbal, physical and online bullying. One study found that over a quarter of men that thought they should have the final word in relationships. Over a third of men believe that they have the right to know where their female partner was at all times. Okay, let's break this down a little bit. Now, first of all, online bullying is usually a female trait. It is. How did that get into toxic masculinity? I don't know. Now, do guys? Um, now, of course, guys go out there and and, and, and they they bully people online and they make these threats online. But when you have two guys that that, that are doing this online, best believe it's going to come to a head. Eventually, they're going to meet each other in person, and and and, and something's going to go down. Online bullying is usually, I'm sorry, from what I've seen, that's usually a female trait. Let's take that out of there. But to be preoccupied with power and dominance to a point that causes causes harm to others, again, that's not masculine. That's just toxic. That's a person being toxic. A man does not have to be preoccupied with power because he already knows he has it. I have to be preoccupied with something that's already, that I already know I have. I don't have to come home and dominate my house because I know when I come home, there's a certain level of power that I have. It doesn't mean that everybody straightens up and stuff like that, but you know, look, we're not going to do certain things because this is not what daddy wants. That's it. He has a certain, he has a certain amount of power in his house. There's a certain amount of power at his office. There's a certain amount of power when he walks through society. Don't try him. And it's not just a physical thing. It's not just a, 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 a power of, 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 of putting fear in people. It just makes people think twice before they either try to cross you. Or it makes people think, think twice about how they're going to approach you, period. Don't come to him with, 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 with garbage because he's not going to entertain it. That's power. And they don't have to go around saying, no, you come to me with that garbage. They don't have to do that. That's masculine. 
anybody who has to constantly say, yeah, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. That's usually the, that's usually the scariest person in the room because they're not trying to convince the people in the room. They're trying to convince themselves that that's what they are. Anybody who knows it, that knows who they are and they know that's who they are, they don't have to constantly say it. They don't have to constantly exude that. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And they, well, and, and this, the, the, these statistics, quarter of men thought they should have the final word in relationships. Over, over a third of men believe that they should, that they have the right to know where their female partner was at all times. Yes. You know what? I should know where my wife is at all times. <laughs> What's the matter with that? She should know where I am all at, at all times. Before I leave my house, I told my wife, I'm leaving and where I'm going. What is, when did that become toxic? I always tell her, oh, look, I'm leaving, I'm going here. So she will know where I am. Why do you need to hide where you are? Why do you need to hide what you're doing? I just don't understand. I'm leaving. Where you going? I don't, I, I, you, why are you all in my business? Even if, see, I, I said that like a woman. If 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 uh, if a woman asks, hey honey, where, where, where you going? Look, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't ask me where I'm going. I'm, I'm going where I'm going. You don't, you only know what? What? That is not really masculine. Now, if you're constantly calling, where are you? 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 No, that's different. But that's not masculinity. That's just toxic. That's a stalker. Stalkers are not masculine. Because stalker, masculine men, no, they don't have to stalk a woman. If that woman needs to be stalked, he will leave that woman. Period. So, yeah, I don't. And what they say, a quarter of men, a quarter of men feel they, they they need to have the last word uh, in, in, in in relationships. Okay, you know what? Suppose you said a quarter of women felt the same way. You wouldn't call it toxic femininity. And a lot of times, men don't, men don't feel that they have to have the last word. But the last thing they said, a lot of times, they, they feel like, you know what? The last thing I said is how it's going to be. You can keep talking. But the last thing I just said, that's going to be it. That's it. I don't really see a, 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 a problem with that. Now, I know a lot of women will, but look, it depends on the situation. The case-by-case basis. Look, the name of the show, case-by-case basis. Sometimes the woman w- will say something and it just makes more sense. I get that. But if those men feel like they have to have the last word and, and, and the woman is okay with it, okay, then that's fine. I don't think it's toxic though. That sounds like a, a, a confident man. It can be toxic. But again, we go back to then that person is not really being masculine. A man knows. Look. Sorry, look. This is the way, this is the way it has to be. And if things go wrong, then it'll be on me. It won't be on you. It'll be on me. Now, now what would be what would, what would be toxic again? It would be masculine if a man says, "Okay, this this is this is the direction we're going to go." 
and all of a sudden things go wrong and he goes back and he blames his woman or he blames the company or he blames what, 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 whatever uh, organization or, you know, societal uh, program or organization that he's in. He blames everybody else. That's not masculine. That's childish. So, hey, that's just that's just uh, things that man. I didn't know they had so many things. I'm just going to talk about this last one. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about last two. The next one they came up with was not displaying emotion. <laughs> it's toxic masculinity. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You don't have to. You know what? <laughs> and, and No, I, I, I'm not going to talk about her. Look. Just because you don't show emotion does not mean that you're toxic. Not showing emotion means that you don't see a reason to show emotion. Look, you decisions in life should never be based on emotion anyway. Decisions in life should be made on by thinking, by when you make business decisions, you have to make business decisions. And decisions should be basically made on facts. Here's the facts of the situation. How are we going to proceed? Don't get, all, well, if we do it this way, you know, and, and you get emotional. No, then that's when things go wrong. And as far as like showing emotion, you know, it's funny how at the top of this thing, they said, being stoic was uh, being stoic was 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 an example of toxic masculinity, and not displaying any emotion at all is uh, that's basically the same thing. So they're kind of repeating that, <laughs> you know. But you know, let me uh, read what they said about what emotion is. Emotion is treated as being feminine, a feminine characteristic. Stifling emotion is seen as true manliness. From childhood, males are ashamed to conform to the standard that to show emotion is weak and feminine. Okay. Maybe I come from a different generation. But... In a lot of instances, yes, I believe that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe that is true. And, you know, society has said that, that if you show emotion, you are showing traits of being feminine. But that doesn't mean that a man can go around and cry at every situation or show all, show all of his emotions all of the time. No. No. You show your emotion to basically your closest friends. And maybe your wife. And a lot of times you don't even show your wife. No. I don't believe you should you 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 should get emotional about put it this way, very little emotion should be shown from a masculine man. That's like I said, I'm gonna be called toxic by the by the end of this episode. This is what I believe. No. And what kind of emotion do you say he should she should show? Now, if he shows anger, that's emotion. Basically, what it seems like this is saying is that they want you to show emotions of sadness. 
Anytime you get sad, you should be able to cry or you should be able to show how sad you are. If you want to do that, that's fine. To me, that doesn't take away that doesn't take away your masculinity. But if you if you're constantly doing it, then you're an emotional person. And yeah, if if, if you are constantly showing your emotion as a man and and, and, and you're being sad all the time and crying all the time. Yeah, I don't want to see that. No, I don't. I don't want to see it. If you want to do it, that's fine. But just because I refuse to partake partake in that, or, or if I refuse to to do that, doesn't make me toxic. No, I'm 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 not going to show my emotions. I'm not. Not the people outside my circle. It's not going to happen. So, if y'all want to call that toxic, that's fine. Now, the last one. It says not being a feminist ally makes you a toxic. Makes you. A, a person who uh, exhibits toxic masculinity. Nah. Nah. We don't have to be a feminist ally. We don't. Some of the things that I see explicitly extreme feminists say, I just don't agree with. So why would I be an ally? Do I believe women should, should have the right to work? Sure. Do I believe that a lot of men who prefer women not to work are toxic guys who who are displaying toxic masculinity no they don't want their they don't want their wives to work i don't believe that's an example of toxic masculinity that's just a guy who doesn't want his wife to work now if he forces her not to work or uh if he uh does something to her then he's not being masculine that's just that's just the way i feel about it So, I mean, you have a lot of women now who say, well, a man should pay all the bills and a man should take care of this. A man should take care of what a man takes care of. They're not being uh, accused of being toxic feminists. But a man who says, you know what? Look, I pay all the bills in my house. I take care of my house. I build my house. And this is the way I do things. He's he's accused of being a, 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 a He's accused of displaying toxic masculinity. Like I said, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. So let me read what they said under not being a feminist ally. They said it's unsurprising that the overly masculine would reject men who identify as the allies of feminists. Research shows that men engaging in feminist activism are the targets of harassment by men who prescribe to toxic masculinity as it is perceived as feminine and nonconformist to toxic masculinity. Okay, when they put it like that, look, you shouldn't be knocking a man because he uh, agrees with feminism. I just, I would just disagree. But I don't think that takes away from their masculinity. I don't think it makes them toxic. You know, depends on what the uh, what the feminist ideology is. Like, like, like I went back to, like I was talking to earlier, a man who, uh, a man who is being promiscuous. Nowadays is seen as toxic. A woman who's being uh, promiscuous is seen as 
exploring her sexuality. So they're trying to reverse the roles. So if a man doesn't agree with that, all of a sudden he's toxic. Come on. Look, a man's going to do. I remember when they used to say it when I I was coming up. A man's going to do what a man's going to do. But, hey. It's just. I just don't like 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 that term toxic masculinity. And I've given some examples of what people uh, deem to be toxic masculinity. And it's just. It's, 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 it's so easy for people to put you in that to put you in that category. And. There was a time when, yeah, feminine. Look, being feminine was being feminine. Being top, being being masculine. So I've almost said it. Being feminine was being feminine. Being masculine was being masculine. And there was, that was it. If a man walked around and he acted like a woman, acted like what, what, what a woman act like, yeah, we would say we would say he he was a feminine. Yeah, he, he's acting feminine. Times have changed. When you can't say these things anymore, and that's fine. But I don't think that if I disagree with that, I should be called toxic. Toxic is poisonous. That means I'm poisoning society if I don't agree with everything that's on this list right here. Because believe me, masculine men do not have to exude their masculinity all the time. A lot of times it will just show. It'll show when they walk in the room. You'll, you'll feel it. And, and, and if you don't, and then you test a masculine man's masculinity, oh, he will let you know that, no, I'm a masculine man. Now, a lot of people may say, well, you know what? That has to do with, uh, and that's what we're talking about, uh, being toxic and this, that, and the other, because he did it aggressively. Well, Next time you'll know. Because maybe he maybe he's been you don't know what his experiences are. Maybe he's tried the progression method where, okay, I'll just let you know right now, but don't do it again. Then all of a sudden they try again. Look, I told you last time, don't don't do that. Look, and then all of a sudden somebody does get and then you get to the point where like, look, you do that one more time, there's gonna be problems. And it's not gonna be verbal. You're not gonna have you're gonna have physical problems if you do that to me again. Maybe he's done that one too many times. But every time he tried to try to do, 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 do the progression method, it just it, it just went wrong. And he and he just had to keep repeating himself. Because that's something else about a masculine uh, about a masculine that, that masculine man. That's that's something else about a lot of people. They don't like to repeat themselves. Over and over again, again to the same person. So, look, I just wanted to put that episode out there and just to say that just because a, a, a man's man wants to show himself that he is a man's man and that he is a masculine man doesn't mean that he's toxic. Anyway, okay. Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts. 
Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts as well as follow and subscribe on Spotify. I thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for the What's In My Mind segment of the show. Thanks. Stay tuned for the What's On My Mind segment of the show where I get my take on sports, politics, politics dealing with sports, relationships, or whatever happens to be on my mind at the time. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you on the other side. Okay, what's on my mind? I saw a video the other day and it perfectly illustrates as to why The name of my podcast is Case by Case Basis. The commentator was commentating on a video and I said, you know what? That's why I always say at the end of my intro, intro, because that's what we think everyone should do. And I'll tell you about the video. The video was about a woman. She was basically going live. I don't know whether it's on Instagram live, Facebook live or whatever live she was on. And she was trying to show the people uh, who follow her or who joined her live, how you get around the TSA in the airport. And the way you do that is to ask for a wheelchair. Now when you ask for a wheelchair. They don't ask to prove that you're handicapped or anything like that. If you're, uh, if you ask for a wheelchair, they will bring you a wheelchair and they will wheel you through the airport. Now, sometimes they put you on the line anyway. But a lot of times they will find ways to get you around the line because, you know, they have special wheelchair entrances and entrances and things like that. Now, this woman was belligerent with the guy who bought the wheelchair from the time he pulled up. I believe the first thing she said to him was like, look, you see this? You see me? I know I don't look like I'm handicapped, but look, I'm 50 years old. I believe she said she was 50 years old. And look, I need to get to the gate as soon as possible. And I need you to hurry up. I mean, it was really, really belligerent. And she was just nasty to him. Right? Okay. So now, he tried to take her around. He tried to take her to like like maybe a handicap area. He said, no, you can't go. You can't come this way because this is for uh, pre- you know, pre-screening or something like that. You have to pay for that and you have to go through another gate or whatever. And she was like, why? Why I can't come here? And, and you know, she was basically being belligerent to this person as well. He was like, no, you have to go over there because, you know, this is for, this is for specific passengers. And she was like, oh, okay, no problem. So she then she started getting nasty to the guy who was pushing her again. Now, the, first, the, the second thing that she did, and, and, and I just want to give context to this. The second thing that she did was the guy asked her for her uh, boarding pass. Why I got to give you that? Well, you know, I, I I need that because A, he needs to know where she's going. He, and B, he needs to know that she's the passenger or whatever. So basically, after going back and forth, she was really nasty to him. And she, he, she finally gave it to him. Now, after going through all of this, you know, and, and there was more that she did. You know, after the, the incident with the guy told her, telling her that she couldn't go, come that way, he said he, he starts pushing her again, but instead of pushing her to her gate, now this guy had already taken a lot. He pushed her to his supervisor, and the supervisor said, "Hey, what's up?" So he kind of he, he explained to the supervisor what was going on. So the supervisor told the lady, "Well, no, you're gonna have to wait for someone else to come to help you." So basically, the, the worker told his supervisor, "Look, I can't do this. She's been nasty from the time we got in the, got, got in the chair." So she starts getting nasty with the supervisor. No, he got to do his job. No, what you mean he ain't gonna do it? He got to do it. So the supervisor calmly 
But sternly, because now she was now she's ticked off. Told her, well, you know what? You're gonna have to walk yourself. You're gonna have to get yourself to, to your gate the best way you can. And the lady kept talking or whatever, and then she started talking about them, you know, uh, calling idiota and and you know, it, 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 it was it was ridiculous. But here's where I say this is why this should be a case-by-case basis. The commentator who is commentating, commentating on the video says, see, this is the problem with modern women. I said, you know what? That has nothing to do with modern women. It has nothing to do with women. And the, the commentator also said, you know what? It sounds like she's from New York. And it did sound like she was from New York. I'm from New York. And I said, yeah, she does sound like, you know, she does have a New York accent. And she said, oh, she has this little Timberland vibe. And, and you know, the commentator was making, making things like that. I guess that's what, you know, people from uh, who are not from New York, uh, you know, because we from New York. Yeah, we, we, we wear Timberlands. OK, that's fine. But, you know, she she started going off like that. And I was like, well, wait a minute. That has nothing to do with modern women. That has nothing to do with women. That has nothing to do with people from New York. That's her. She has that nasty attitude. And everybody from New York, modern women, women, anybody, black women, whoever, should not be painted with a brush just because she's acting a damn fool. It's a case-by-case basis. I met lots of nice people from New York. I met lots of nasty people from down south. I met lots of people from, because we used to say people from the Caribbean. Sometimes a lot of people say people from the Caribbean, whether it be Jamaica or, or especially Jamaica, people say people from, from Jamaica were not nice people. I met many nice people from Jamaica, beautiful people from Jamaica. Reminds me of, of a quick story. And this is before I met my wife. A friend of mine, he was he's Trinidadian. And every time I would call his house to ask for him, his mother always sounded like she was angry. To me, she sounded like she was angry. And then one time she answered the phone and she was like, hello. And it was like, I, I, I thought it sounded like that. And, and, she, and so she, she called him and he was like, yeah, you know, and, and um, he got on the phone. I was like, yo, I'm going to pick you up or, or whatever we said. It was like 30 years ago. So uh, we got together later on and I said, yo, dad, man, why your, mom, I said, why your mom's always so mad when she, um, when she answered the phone? He said, bro, bro, she wasn't mad. He said, I was standing right there. She just answered the phone. And I said, oh my God. That, it wasn't her, it was me. It was the way I was taking it. So then I met my wife, my mother-in-law. I have, uh, you know, Trinidadian in-laws now. And a lot of them talk that way. And believe me, they are not being angry. They're not angry. They're not being nasty. They're not snap, snapping at you. They just, they, they, they're not going to say, oh, hello, how are you? No. It's because, look, I need you to go to the store. My wife does that. I need you to do this. And that's it. She's not being nasty. She's just being direct. Now, you have some of them that do that. You know what I mean? But that's just not, you know, them being nasty or something. That's just the way that they're talking to you. They're asking you for something, and that's that's what that's what they're doing. But for at the time, I said, oh, man, Trinidadians, man, man. Sometimes they don't know how to talk to you, this, that, and the other. No, you're painting everybody with a broad brush. You know what I mean? And some, some talk like that. Some don't. Same thing with New Yorkers. Now, this woman here, that woman was just nasty. 
She just had a nasty attitude. And a lot of people will say, so a lot of people come back and say, see, that's why I don't mess with people from New York. That's why I don't mess with women from New York. That's why I don't mess with black women. That's why I don't mess with, you know, uh, black Americans and stuff like that. It's like, nah, we're not all like that. All New Yorkers are not like that. You know, sometimes like it's the way you're taking it. Or even if you come to them and say, well, you know what? Why are you saying it like that? Sometimes they'll adjust and sometimes they will get angry. So, you know, I, I I wouldn't do that neither. But this episode is about why I take everything on a case-by-case basis. All of those things that the commentator was talking about had nothing to do with anybody else who shared characteristics with her. That's why I got angry when I, when, when, if, if you guys listen to a, an episode when, when Kendrick Perkins said, this is why you can't give a black man money. Because basically he was saying, you know what, I, I think it was, uh, it was, it, I think it was John Morant. It, uh, well, the first time he showed the um, showed the gun or whatever, and I was like, "Well, what does that have to do with Jalen Brown? What does that have to do with uh, 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 Jason Tatum? What does that have to do with uh, Kawhi Leonard? What does that have to do with these guys? Nothing. These guys are in the NBA. They're young. They're in their twenties. They're not showing guns. You know. So I mean, there's so many black men that got money that act right." Why would you even say that on national TV? Say, this is why you can't give a black man money. That's why I got so angry with that. You know, some people, some people probably disagree with me. Because what I remember what I said. I said I had never heard that term. Now, other people said, oh, yeah, oh, no, it's a thing. Other people told me it's a thing. I said, well, I, I just never heard it. And, okay, I'm not, I'm not denying that it's a thing. But, oh, please, we, oh, we need to get rid of that narrative. Because that kind of something like that that kind of mindset kind of puts in people's heads oh well you know what soon soon that negro gets some money oh he gonna blow it and he gonna start acting the fool and that's not the case at all you know you got some people who hey yeah they're gonna get some money they're gonna act the fool not everybody especially not every black man so I just wanted to get that out there the, the, reason, the reason for the name of the show is for instances just like that. So some people will probably hear future episodes. I'll, I'll, I'll end it here. And they'll say, well, I remember last time this happened and, 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 and you said something different. Case by case basis. We don't always agree with Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay or straight. Men or women. I should have put that in there. But now the intro is the intro. No, we don't always agree with anybody. We don't, we don't agree with people based on their characteristics. We, we agree or disagree based on the situation. It's a case-by-case case basis. Okay? That's just on my mind. You guys let me know what you think.